This and the next few episodes were recorded before the coronavirus outbreak, which is why they don't reference it or refer to it at all. We hope these conversations can provide at least a temporary break from the day's news. For now, stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy the show. All these incredible poets from around the city and, and the country, any time anyone would fall through the city. You know, it was different. Every, every city had, you know, different scenes and spots and incredible poets that kept the vibe going, you know. So, it, man, I'm, like, super proud to be a part of it because we always, poetry's always overlooked, you know. It's like yes. we're, we're the, not the underdogs, you know, because I feel like poetry is the root of everything. But we're always the little brother or the... <laughs> You know, the step-cousin. <laughs> like, hey, guys, don't forget about us. You know, we're here. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so I'm proud to be a part of the community. Every business, whether or not they realize it, is an idea business. The people at Gray have a long history of creating famously effective ideas. And so, with Gray Matter, we explore the ideas shaping our world. We ask creative minds from all corners of life how they came up with their best ideas. And that's what matters for Gray Matter. On this extended episode of Gray Matter, we'll hear how ideas can come at any time and place, even places nobody particularly likes. In this case, it was a homework assignment. And we'll dive deep into the inspiration of creativity through the art of poetry. Hi, I'm John Petroulis, Worldwide Chief Creative Officer at Gray. And today, we are chatting with poet, rapper, and spoken word artist, Jay Ivey. I had the privilege of sitting down with Jay to discuss his journey growing up in Chicago, and how his craft took him to Brooklyn and eventually on a very important trip to California. We'll cover a lot of ground with Jay, and as a special bonus, we'll even get to hear him perform right in our studio. You won't want to miss it. Without further ado, this is Jay Ivey. Um, Quick background. From from Chicago, Southside, my father was a DJ, so I I would actually listen to him on the radio before walking to school Ah. in the morning. And my mother was a nurse. Um, they they split, got divorced, and then my mother, she three sons, three black boys, and on the south side of Chicago, and she didn't want to see uh, her her babies get swallowed up by the streets of the, mm. of the city, so she decided to move us to the south suburbs. So I landed in this this uh, this high school called Ritz Central Ritz Central High School, and my junior year I had a teacher named Miss Argue. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is you're not going to argue with somebody named Ms. Argue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ms. Argue, one day she gives us a homework assignment to write a poem. And I, I really wasn't into poetry. You know, I was I was uh, good at writing notes to girls. You know, this, back, back in my day, <laughs> you know, used to write notes. So, I, I, you know, I was I was I knew I was good at expressing myself in that way, but I didn't look at it as a gift or Mm-hmm. Or you know something to pursue, mm-hmm. so Ms. Argue gives us this homework assignment. I go home. I'm like, man, write a poem. Like, what do I write about? And I'm sitting at home in my room. And I look out the window and I see some clouds. And uh, I write a poem about these clouds. So I wrote a poem called "It Once Was a Cloud," and it was about the cloud changing form. It's something that we all do, you mm-hmm. know. You know, it, it looks like this. It looks like a, a rainbow or a clown or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I get to um, class the next day, and I'm expecting to turn it in, and this argue surprises everyone and makes everyone in the class read their poem in front of the class. So me, I was very shy. I lacked confidence. Mm. Um, 
speaking in front of a, <laughs> a room full of people was not anything I was ever looking forward to or, or could imagine doing. Yeah. And so I went, it came to my turn. I, I rushed through it. I read through the piece. And afterwards, Ms. Argue pulls me to the side and she gives me an A on the poem. And I wasn't getting any A's or B's. <laughs> so now I got this big red A, you know, blaring back at me. And I'm like, oh, wow, I got an A. You know, yeah. you know I can't wait to show my mama. You know? yeah. And um, Ms. Argue, she said, you have a nice speaking voice. She's like, I have a show coming up, a talent show. I want to I put you on the show. And I was like, no, nah, Ms. Argue, I ain't I'm trying to do that. You know, yeah. So I didn't do the talent show. So then a few weeks goes by, Ms. Argue approaches me again. She said, you know what, last time I asked you to do a show, you faked me out. You didn't do it. I have another show coming up. This time, I'm not asking you. You have to do it. So she makes me perform at this talent show. And my first time ever on stage, as ner I mean, as nervous as I was, I was literally shaking on stage. And this is the same poem? or have the you same, It was a different. She actually okay. gave me a piece. Like, yeah. here's a piece. I want you to learn it. Got it. And um, so I, I learned this piece. I rehearsed. I was running track at the time. So after you know, uh, track practice, I would rehearse, rehearse. Yeah. And then a uh, show came around. I'm on stage, nervous, like, man, I, I pray I don't forget it and all <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, of course. So then um, I perform, and my first time ever on stage, I got a standing ovation. I was like, what was that? So instantly, my life changed. So after that, I'm like, Ms. Argy, when's the next show? When's yeah, the next yeah. show? When's yeah, the next show? I, I like this. So I, yeah, after that, yeah. I was, you know, I just instantly fell in love with with the idea of, okay, I do have a voice. People will listen. Oh man, what what can I do with this next? You know, and then it was just the just the um the adrenaline rush that I got from it. You know, I wanted that feeling again, you know. Mm. So after that it was just, you know, show after show after show. Yes. Yeah. And is the so for your process, so knowing mm. that that's what the it was the performance part right. it sounds like was your first mode real motivation. Yeah. Do you is that what motivates you to write, or is now is the writing process, the creation process, also part of your like rush? Yeah, the writing is absolutely part of rush. That that experience over time made me realize that the writing was always a part of mm. you know the rush and that feeling. You know, mm. I, I've always looked at myself as a, a deep thinker. You know, I find myself I, I space out and just. Just think, 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 mm -hmm. think, think, and imagine and and wonder about just any and everything. And and um, after having time uh, performing, and you know, and then you you start to look back at yourself and try to you know you start to analyze and like, oh wow, okay, those notes that I was I was writing, that was a part of the process. Those those uh those Father's Day's cards that I found that I, I must have created when I was in kindergarten because, you know, they have to, uh, you know how they have you do the, um, like, arts and crafts and mm -hmm. make a Father's Day card. And I found a card. Um, uh, it, it was shaped like a, a shirt and tie, the crayons, not in the lines and all yeah. that. But then inside was a poem that I wrote. And I was like, oh, wow. And I, was, and I had to written this when I was five, six years old. You know, yeah. so it was, it was always there, you know. Yeah. So the... Um, Performing definitely added a ton of fuel to, yes. okay, right, 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 right. So then I, I got into writing and more and more and more and just, just completely fell in love with the idea of creating a story and then sharing that story. And it's, okay, you know, then you get the reaction like, wow, you, you like that. 
okay, what can I create now? What can, mm. what can I create next? You know, so it just became this 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 chain of 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 exploration and satisfaction from you know just finding these unique tales that mm. that no one else was really telling. You know, it was mm-hmm. like okay, man, this is this is something that I created, and they love it. You know, mm-hmm. this is so it was just the joy of it. You know, just the just the raw passion of it that uh, that made me want to pursue it more. You know. And how much when you're doing it, like, how much are you thinking about the audience, mm. or how much is it your own, your it's your experience you're trying to get out there? So it's 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 a little bit of both. I didn't have the background of uh, pursuing poetry, you know, at, you know, up to a certain point. I always wrote as if I was in the audience, you know, mm-hmm. how if like what would impress me if I was sitting in the crowd. You know, and yes. so, was, you know, I have these conversations with myself, but, you know, I have it, you know, where, OK, what would what would move me? And and what I noticed over over time, what I noticed and it's, it's kind of become my rule of thumb is if I feel it, other people will feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if I write something and I, I write a line like, ooh. Oh, ah, you know, like, ooh, that's cold. You know, whenever I say ooh, when I later when I perform it, the same places where I say ooh, the audience says ooh. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. it's, you know, and it shows me, okay, one, we're, we're all connected, yes. you know, and and um, and um and we're having this, this conversation, this poetic conversation, and and to me, you know, I'm the first person that, I'm the first audience member. Yeah. You know, that's how I, I kind of, Try and step outside of myself and yes. and paint pictures that one I get, you know, because yes. I never wanted to go over people's heads. So okay, I get it. Oh, that's clever. Oh, that makes me think. That's introspective. Oh, you know, you know, you you explore. You know, and I'll go back and read pieces. It's funny, like I'll go back and see something I wrote five, ten years ago, and I'll find new understanding of it, or I'll right. be surprised. Oh wow, you wrote that? You know? Yeah. Because it's I kind of go somewhere. Like when I do write, it's it's uh almost like channeling you know mm-hmm. it's like I, I always describe it as i quiet myself mm-hmm. i listen and whatever i hear my job is try and capture as much of it as possible mm-hmm. you know so i i have a, a album coming out it's called catching dreams yeah. and really that's the essence of the title is let me catch these dreams these these streams of consciousness these thoughts these ideas let me <laughs> let me catch yeah. them and and and, and put this light, lightning in a bottle, and, and, you know, as much as possible. So that's really um, been, been the approach, I guess. <laughs> well, it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, obviously yeah. working. Yeah. People sometimes limit themselves and their ideas because they think hmm. too much about, well, will anyone else care? Right. Is this going to matter? And what keeps coming back is what's authentically personal is universal. Absolutely. We all connect to that Absolutely. authenticity. And I'm interested in something you just said too. You're you're catching dreams. Hmm. And the it sounds like you try not to filter that. Right. Like when you say you quiet yourself. Yeah. That, so I think that is a challenge for a lot of creative people. Do you have tricks or tools that help you not judge and filter while you're doing while you're allowing that process to happen? Yeah. Well, I learned that by just going through it. I learned it when I, I had this. I did this record with Kanye. Yeah. And, um, do you want to speak, talk about that for oh, just a yeah, second? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Do it. You might as well. This yeah, is a good yeah, one. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> right. So, well, it's a cool story. <laughs> the record has never let me down. Uh, it was on Kanye's first album, College Dropout. 
album won triple platinum, won a Grammy. Uh, I was featured on a song along with Jay-Z. And, and it's, it's a really, really incredible story how, it, how that came to be. I, I was living in New York. I moved out here after doing Deaf Poetry. I was here maybe two, three months. And I was at a, a place where I had a breakthrough because before coming out here, I was dealing with depression, um, which was tied to uh, my relationship with my father. Mm. And I finally had a breakthrough where, where uh, and, it, and it came through writing and it came through forgiveness. And I was in this very, very happy place and, and feeling like I could do anything, just conquer anything. So at the time, I was I was broke. I was in between yeah. shows, but I was happy, you know. Like, yeah. And I was in Brooklyn, and um, and one of my buddies, uh, one of my buddies, Cootie. His name is Cootie. He he's a filmmaker, director. He at the time he was documenting Kanye. So anywhere you saw Kanye, there was Cootie with the camera. Yeah. And uh, he eventually later on it. They, uh, he co-directed with his partner, Chike. They co-directed Kanye's first video, Through the Wire. So one day, me and Cootie, we rolling through Harlem, and um, and then he gets a call from Kanye. Kanye just got in a car accident, and he calls Cootie, like, I need you out here in L.A. filming, documenting mm. the music I'm making. It's life-changing. I need you out here. So he flies Cootie out on a Wednesday. Cootie's calling me every day, like, oh, man, Jay, it's crazy out here in L.A. You got to get out. It's crazy. Oh, man, we're kicking it. Oh, got to get out. Call me on Thursday. Oh, man, Jay, oh, it's crazy. We were just at Jamie Foxx's crib last night, and him and Kanye did this song called Slow Jams. Oh, you got to get out here. I'm like, oh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> so then Saturday rolled around, and I'm at home. And you're and, like, I'm broke. I'm yeah, between I'm bro- shows. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. But, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm motivated. I'm inspired. Yeah. I'm, so I'm like, let me write. So I'm writing. And I'm writing about me and my father. Uh, there was a point where we reconnected. Um, he, he eventually passed away, which was part of my heaviness. Mm. Uh, a lot, a lot to do with the heaviness. But we we had a, a a point where we reconnected, and and that was, it was just so healing. So I was writing about that, and I get a, and while I'm writing, I get a call from Cootie. Cootie's like, "Man, Jay, I'm in the studio with with Kanye, and he said he has a song with him and Jay Z on it." And he wants to put a poet on it. And I told him he need to put Jay Ivy on it. Cootie's a funny guy. So I'm in Brooklyn. At, at, I'm staying at Best Buy. I'm like, man, come on, man. Stop playing. Like, that ain't funny. He's like, no, nah, man, for real. He's like, you need to get out here tomorrow if you can. I was like, tomorrow? I was like, I'm broke. I was like, but I was like, but I'm going to find a way. I was like, oh, you for real? I'm, I'm going to find a way. So he's he's telling. So then he, he goes in the other room. And um, he plays a song for me over the phone, so I really couldn't hit a word. So he's telling me what Jay-Z saying in his verse, telling me what Kanye saying in his verse. So then he was like, man, Jay, get out of here. I was like, I'm going to find a way. So I hung up the phone. My first thought was, man, you need to write something right now. Yes. So I turned to a blank page. I wrote the date down. I wrote the title down, Never Let Me Down. And I wrote the first thing that came to my mind. We all here for a reason on a particular path. You don't need a curriculum to know that you're a part of the math. And then my mind went completely blank. So I was like, oh, no. I was like, no. I was like, this is not the time for writer's block. So I started banging on the page. I was like, I was like, God, I was like, please give me one right now. I was like, I need a piece right now. Please give me one. I put my hand back to the page. My hand just started writing and writing and writing, moving, 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 writing, writing. I wrote a full page. I turned the page over, wrote a few more lines, and I stopped, turned the page over. I read over it. I was like, 
this kind of hot. I was mm-hmm. like, so I read over like four or five times. I called Cootie back in 10 minutes. Like, listen to this. So I, I did the poem for him over the phone. He's like, oh, man, oh, man, it's crazy, it's crazy. He's like, hold on, Jay, hold on. I'm like, all right. So then he goes in another room in the background. The music's loud, people loud. Yeah. The music gets quiet. People get quiet. He was like, Jay, and put you on speakerphone. Spit the piece again. So I, so I did the poem Again, like I had done it a million times already, yeah. you know, and palm fall on the highest cliff on the highest rift. And you slipped off the side, clutched on your life in my grip. I would never, ever let you down. So I'm doing a poem. And then when I finish, Cootie, he's uh, not even Cootie, the whole room exploded. Everybody like, yeah. oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So then I'm, I'm in Brooklyn broke, like, man, somebody <laughs> tell me something. What's going on over there? So then Kanye, Kanye gets on the phone, I hear his voice. He's like, He's like, Jay, man, spit it again. So I did it again. Spit it again. I did it again. Spit it again. I did it again. I did the poem for like a half hour. Mm. And the piece is a minute long. So I did it over and over and over again. And then Cootie finally got back on the phone. He was like, Jay, guess what? I'm like, what? He was like, Kanye flying you out here tomorrow. I said, I found my way. So next thing I know, boom, fly out. I get to to L.A. And uh, they were at a comedy club. Go to the comedy club. Met up with them. My buddy D. Ray Davis, he was hosting. He puts me on the mic. I perform at the comedy club. Then we get in the car, go over to the studio. It's December, so I'm like in winter clothes. <laughs> I roll in the studio with my suitcase. We did like 10 minutes. Kind of like, you ready? I was like, yeah. You know, I just <laughs> flip, flew from New York to L.A., perform. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Get on the mic. And now I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the record, and I'm hearing Jay-Z. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm hearing yeah, no, yeah. the iconic hip hop yeah. let Jay-Z yeah. rap. And and now I'm 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 hearing the verse clearly for the first. I'm here I'm hearing every every word. I'm like, oh my God. And now I'm hearing Kanye's verse. And and we all knew, you know, there were a lot of doubters, but <clears throat> those that were around, we all knew that he was a super, super, superstar yeah. and what he was about to do. Yeah. So I'm hearing his verse. I'm like, oh my God, like this is incredible. And then there was a space for me. <laughs> I'm like so I go in, I'm and I'm on ten thousand. I I perform the poem, I'm screaming to the top of my lungs. Yeah. And then Kanye, he was like, Oh man, Jay, that was good. He was like, he was like, do it again. He's like, bring it down a little bit. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, he was like, do it again. I was like, all right, all right. So I did it again. You know, I, I did it the second time. I was like, all right, cool. Now I'm really warmed up. He was like, that's it. I was like, nah. I was like, I can do it better than that. He's like, nah, Jay, that's it. I was like, nah, man, I got, I can do it better than. That. Yeah. He was like, Jay, that's the one. Come on in. So uh, that ended up being the verse that, that people heard. And, and a quick quick side story. So we listened to the song over and over and over again. And then um, at some point, Kanye was like, have you heard this singer named John Stevens? I was like, yeah, I've been hearing about him in New York. He's like, let me play you the song. So he plays the song. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This R&B soul food sound like the old school, but it was new and fresh. I was like, this is it. This is hot. This is incredible. So an hour later, <clears throat> I didn't even know he was in the studio. John Stevens walks into the studio. I was like, oh, what's up, man? I'm Jay Ivey. I'm a poet yeah. from Chicago. Yeah. I was like, I heard your music. I was like, it's amazing. I was like, it sounded like that music from the old school. I was like, it sounded like that music my folks used to listen to. I was like, dog, you sound like one of the legends. I was like, you a legend, you a legend. I said, matter of fact, that's what I'm going to call you from now on. I'm going to call you the legend. So I started calling him John the legend, John legend, John legend. So this is just me and him talking. A uh. <laughs> couple of days later, we're still in the studio and we're in the lounge of the studio. It's like 10, 12 of us, and in walks John Stevens. Everybody shouting him out, like, oh, John Stevens in the building. John Stevens in the house. What up, John Stevens? Yeah. I was like, John Legend. Everybody looked at me. They looked back at me. He was like, oh, man. Oh. 
man, you, and Kanye was the main one. You John Legend from now on. That's it. That's it. So that's how he got the name. John Legend. Oh, it's a great so, story. So, so that's how he got the that name. That was a pivotal day. That, yeah, that uh, it, was, it, was, it was incredible. Yeah. Like, it was a dream. It was a dream. And it, and it was funny. It, so that day, it was it was uh, the, the, the day of um, John coming into the lounge. Uh, it was my grandmother's birthday. And the whole experience, like the, 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 the few days I was there, like even going back to, you know, Brooklyn on that Saturday, and even before, like the whole experience, the whole season, it just felt like a dream. Oh, yeah. And this quote popped in my head on my grandmother's birthday, and it said, dreams don't come true, they are true. You know, it, it felt like, okay, the dream doesn't begin when you have success. The entire journey has been a part of the dream. This argue is a part of the dream. My parents, the South Side, my family, the schools, my friends, everything, every experience has been a part of the dream. It's all connected to where I'm at right now. Yes. You know, so I, I, so I tell that story to, to, um, <laughs> the longest because answer ever. Because it's a great story. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Let's start so, with that. Right, yeah. right. Like, so, so back to, so back to your, your question, your yes. original question, when, when, um, when the album came out, Oh man! So now the album's out again, triple yeah. platinum. Heard everywhere around the world. Yes. Wins a Grammy. Everyone's excited. Every I'm I'm getting all kind of uh, messages and feedback, and people sending me pictures with my with my lyrics tattooed on their arms and their chest. Like, I've I probably seen like at least seven, eight tattoos of my words on, you know, someone else's. But I'm like, I don't even have that tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like that's incredible. Yeah. So so then um so. I started to feel the pressure of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I started, I started to to um, get in my head, and 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 begin to overthink a lot. You know, mm -hmm. so when it came to creating, when it came to writing, you know, I would always reference back to that record. Like, oh man, I have yeah. to do that or better. This is what people expect. So, I, you know, I got into this habit of overthinking, overthinking, and it really stunted my growth is stunted my writing and then i mean it, it and it was a, a period of time where i was really really just kind of kind of stuck in this in this space and then one day i realized that i was doing it one day i caught myself overthinking and i was able to check myself and say yes. dog what are you doing like you know when back then and this at this point now was back then when you wrote that you wrote it from a space of freedom from a place of just let it flow like not not overthinking and if you were able to create then and all the time all the other times you were able to create you know from from that aspect you, know, you definitely can do it now yes. so then I, I just really just got out of my, out of my head and and and, and stop overthinking so to answer your question I feel like overthinking can can really really prevent you from creating or or, or moving on an idea. Mm -hmm. I always tell people fear kills dreams, yeah. you know? And, you know, I, I reference back to that story, like, okay, when Cootie called me, what if I would have second-guessed that moment or overthunk yeah. that moment? Or, like, oh, man, how oh, man, I'm broke. I need, man, how am I going to get money to get a ticket? And, oh, I need to call my mama. And, oh, I need to borrow. Or, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, man, are they going to like this? You know, I, so yes. I, I didn't have mm -hmm. any of the those moments my my instinct kicked in yes and i followed my instinct and next thing i know i'm on a plane and i'm on a record and you know and yeah john stevens is john legend you know yes. but if fear would have gotten away none of that would have transpired yes you know? 
So. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a great story. But <laughs> that, and the, but staying free of that fear is oh, is man. everything. It's everything. Because it, because it's also, um, I think I find this in, in conversations with a lot of creative people. Mm-hmm. It is a it it creeps. Yeah, it creeps on you, and uh, yeah. no one is uh, so strong that they can just just. Oh, you make that decision, and now yeah. that'll never come back. Ah, and okay, yeah. I took care of that. It's like it's like every it's like every muscle. Yeah. It's how do you just keep working it's that exercise. and keep staying? Yeah, the yeah. exercise, keep staying free of that. How did you? Another big part of making like, like a, a life of hmm. ideas and expression is figuring out the path. So right. what was was wonderful of that story is your path was just create, right. and that created the path. Yeah, uh, has that been the case? Since then, or have oh, you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Up until right now. Okay. You know, right. Now. <laughs> it's, okay. It's, it's um, you know, when I when I, you know, first started, it was just you know for the love of doing what I love to do. I fell yes. in love with this art. I fell in love with with uh, with writing, with performing, with expressing myself. And then at at some point, you know, people were like, "Oh man, I'll pay you to come do this show. I'll pay you to come do this show." Oh. Wow! Oh, I can make money doing this. Mm-hmm. I, it, it really hadn't crossed my mind. I, I remember one time I met a poet writer, incredible poet writer, Kevin Powell. You know, Kevin Powell used yeah. to write for the Source back in the day. Mm-hmm. He was on the Real World. Met him in Chicago. He came to do a show in Chicago, and, and he, he gave me a lot of encouragement after seeing me perform. And it, it just, I was just starstruck and like, yeah. like wow! Like he singled me out in front of the crowd, and I said. I was really moved, so he's like, "Man, I'm doing this arts. It was like an arts festival, and he had a show at this arts festival in Atlanta. And he's like, "Man, you should come through." I was like, "All right, yeah." Mm. So I remember, you know, tight on money, yes, hopping on the Greyhound, yes, taking a Greyhound, however many hours from Chicago to Atlanta, yeah, doing the show, and after the show. I didn't have money for a hotel or, you know, I didn't know anybody else down there. I performed, and right after I performed, I went straight back to the Greyhound and yeah. took that bus <laughs> back to Chicago yeah. for, I didn't get paid. You know, it was it yeah. was just for the love of it. And um, when I started to realize, oh, I can I can make a living, then then there were moments where, like when I moved to New York, you know, I had a uh, meeting people and I had a couple buddies I met at, at MTV. One of my guys named Antonio, he's like, man, he's like, Jay, we're doing this. Um, uh, he's like, I'm, I'm producing a commercial for the show. Who's got game? It's a street ball commercial, you know, street ball show. And he's like, you think you can write something and 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 do it for the commercial? I was, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. So I I wrote this poem. Um, it was pretty dope too. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a uh, y- uh, you think you can ball? Please, you couldn't ball if you was ten feet ten inches tall and the rest of your opponents crawled. Uh, my shot is amazing, isn't it? Blazing, isn't it? What you want, the left or the right? Me, I'm more than all right. I'm legendary, so fading away ain't necessary. So when you lace up, you getting faced up. You sleeping on the moves, all dunks, no layups. The cross got you sliding out of control. You need to fill your brakes up. Your ankles don't <laughs> like each other no more. Look how I made them break up. Got you looking like a lame. Say my name, who's got game? So I did this commercial, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so people were, you know, they, they, they love the commercials, and then from there I was asked to do something for HBO Boxing and, right. and then some other MTV commercials. And then I realized what I was doing was considered a voiceover. I didn't know right. what a voiceover was. Yeah. You know, I, didn't, yeah. I had no idea. You <laughs> yeah. know, so so now I, I'm 
been exposed to this whole other world, um, creativity, livelihood, mm-hmm. you know, streams of income and, and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I can I can do that. You know, yes. so that was a new lane that was created. Yes. Oh, OK. Now, I, I always wanted to act. I can act. That's mm-hmm. another another lane. You know what? Man, Miss Argue had a huge impact on my life. I want to give that back. So now I'm in the schools. That's another lane. Mm-hmm. I, I can write books. That's another lane. Yes. I Man, I want to get in the studio and make some music, create albums. You know, so the creativity comes with the creativity of creating opportunities, especially, you know, when you're independent and, you, yes. you know, you just, you're an entrepreneur and you're pursuing uh, this dream. It's like you have to find ways to create so you can keep it moving. Yes. You know? For you, it all comes back to poetry. One of, yeah. the, one of the things that I believe is true, and again, a lot of this through conversations, that most creative people have a, there's, there's something that no matter where their lives or their careers have taken them, mm-hmm. that keeps coming back that makes them feel most themselves hmm. in a way. Yeah. Uh, you know, like an athlete. You, yeah. you, an athlete, whatever it is, that no matter what happened, even if they get old, and they're no, not, but they still, if they can still hit the bag or right. skip the rope or right. take that run and it kind of pulls them back into who they are, right. is that what poetry is for you? With all, because you are doing so many yeah. different things, does it still always come back to that to pull you back into yourself? Yeah, it absolutely does. Like, I'll say that, that, um, that, that, I always go back to that first show. Like, I love Miss Argue. Shout out to Miss Argue. <laughs> Paula Argue, like, she's the best. <laughs> But I always go back to that show because that, for me, that was the first time that I felt like myself. Yeah. You know, that was the first yes. time I felt comfortable. It was the first time that I felt confident. Yes. It was the first time that I felt purpose. You know, yes. I, and, and that purpose uh, gave me direction. Now I have something to aim at. You know, so uh, like you said, like everything that, that, um, that I'm a part of, it, it, it's reminders of, you know, why I'm here and reminders of my purpose. And, yeah. and I mean, that is, you know, I, I, I would, uh, encourage everyone to, you know, find that, you know, find that, that, uh, that purpose. And, and, and going back to the fear, I feel like fear steers people away from, you know, that mm-hmm. purpose. Like we'll, we'll get hints and it, you know, like even when Ms. argued, you know, I, man, I didn't have to do that homework. That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's right. I, that may have been an assignment that I missed, or or, or right. I didn't finish, or you know. So we we get hints, we get signs, and 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 I I find a lot of people they they either ignore the signs or they they see the signs, but they're scared to you know follow through. And and for those that that say, okay, no, I'm this is I I, I got to do this. Yes. Those those are the people that tend tend to tend to make it and and you know it's, it, when you love doing what you do is uh, it makes the journey so much better yes you know, it makes it so much better you know and and to share and put smiles on people's faces and yes you know so yeah that's what it's all about and you're making like, to your point and to re- referencing some of your stories earlier you're making it even before you've made it yeah. because you're having yeah. that experience you're living what that that creative experience is whether anyone's even heard it yet or yeah. not, you're at least getting that for yourself. You know, anyone that's listening to this conversation, they, mm-hmm. they know how accomplished you are and all the things that you have done. I'd love to talk about 
I think what can sometimes happen is people look at someone like you and be like, oh man, he's just got it. And so mm. now, <laughs> now he's, uh, you know, that guy wants an idea. He just go gets an idea. It's not, it's yeah. not a problem. What do you do when, do you have a process for yourself when you're ready to sit mm -hmm. down and write or to, to find new ideas, you're looking to be inspired? Do you have a process you go to or how, what do you do to, to seek that out? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the process, it varies. Mm -hmm. um, like at times it's just, um, uh, maybe most times, it's just me finding a, a quiet space. A, a form of meditation. I, I did. I did some work with with uh, with Deepak Chopra, and you know he he was uh, teaching meditation, mm -hmm. and at some point he he was saying that you know exercise is a form of meditation, um, writing and poetry is a form of meditation. That's, I said it is. It's, it's being still. It's you know breathing. It's uh, listening. It's the 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 documentation of 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 what you're hearing so for me it's it's just finding those quiet quiet spaces and again listening and and not thinking about whatever comes out like i'll edit i'll rewrite i'll do all those cool things later but for me it's just about getting those raw thoughts on the page mm -hmm. and i'll have that process another process may be listening to music you know, because, you know, like collaborating with people, music, I'll, um, I'll hear a track, maybe it, it may be an instrumental, and I'll hear a story in the track, you know, a, a story that I may not have thought, thought of before, but and that's happened a lot. Like people, you know, they'll send me music, like, okay, wanna, um, want you to put a verse on this. And I'll hit a track, and as soon as I hear a few chords, you know, or, you know, a little bit of the beat, I'm, oh, this sounds like this. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll start to, again, put those raw thoughts on the page of whatever I feel feel like it's, it's speaking to. Um, exercising, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go get a workout in and, and my th thoughts just start yep. <laughs> spinning, you know, my, my, yep. you know, and I'm like, oh, let me, <laughs> let me uh, grab my phone <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and you know, find you know, write down or document the, the, the streams of consciousness. Like, let me let me write down this conversation that I'm having. So um, those are probably like, and then uh, long drives. You know, I love mm. I love the road. I think that that comes from my grandmother. She, my grandma, she would uh, she always had a Cadillac, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she always drove really fast. Like, <laughs> so she, I remember just being in the car. Me and my cousin, she would take us. We we take these trips to Michigan all the time. Yep. It was like she would fly down these little country <laughs> roads, and I think I just fell in love with the road. And then she had she had a CB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she yes. would talk to the truckers yeah. and break a break in one night. Yeah. Fox truck coming in. I'm like, What's, right. you know, you had this little old lady on the, on the CB, and yes. I just, I think the that's that, interesting too, though, because yeah. see, that had its own language. Yeah, right. It creates its it own did. language and its own rhythms. It, it's quite different than that's only for people who understand right. that space. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, a code. It was yes, a different code. Right. Diff yeah, different language. I never thought yeah. about that. The break a break in one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was. She would talk to these truckers. They'd let her know when the cops were up the yeah. road. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Johnny got those gumballs jumping. <laughs> it's like Johnny got those I mean, gumballs jumping. <laughs> They'll say, "Okay, so Johnny is the cops." Yeah, and the gumballs are the, yeah. Are the lights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like so, slow down. Yeah, Johnny got some gumballs. <laughs> so I think that, like, 
from there, I just love the highway. You know, I'll yeah. fly all day, but I love getting on the road. Yes. And, and and when I do, it's, you know, it's just those times to just, you know, just be still. Not still, mm. but still. And, yes. and just just quiet yourself and, 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 you know, have those conversations with yourself. Yes. And then not be scared to share them, you know, again, yes. you know, if, if I feel it, other people feel it. If, yeah. Because, and, and I feel that way because I do feel like we're all connected, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, creativity is, is an example of that creativity. It, uh, and, and expression is, is a way of showing you, okay, we, we connected. Cause I'm sure at some point you had a similar thought, you know, mm-hmm. you, we're all on the same wavelength. So let me, uh, let me use this to show you and, and remind myself that that we are. So, so you hit on th- uh, it's great. You hit on three things. The you have th- you have pl- things that you go back to. Some of them quite personal. Long drive yeah. might not make sense to someone else, right. but makes sense to you. So, b- trusting in that, mm-hmm. um, f- freedom from fear, yeah. not le- not allowing worrying about how others might judge it or yourself right not judging yourself right. as, as you do it uh and also just have something to write it down yeah because <laughs> yeah. 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 things ha- things yeah. come and have just have a piece of paper in your have pocket it. have your phone i don't know if you write on the computer or you write by yeah. hand whatever i'm old school i like i like pen and pad but if i don't I, you, i'll use yeah. my phone Any, just, yeah. anything right anything. you write it on the wall it, yeah because you'll forget i've had the most amazing ideas yes. and i'm like okay i'll get when I get to where I'm going, I'll write it down, and two seconds later, yes. it's gone. Yeah, and I'm scrambling through my mind, like, what was it? What was it? You know, it's almost like a dream. Yes, like how you wake up from a dream, and and um, and I, I mean, the, I've had the most detailed dreams. Yeah, but then you know, once you wake up, it's gone. It's like, yes, you know, it, it's just it just this, and it's the same with with those those ideas or just vanish yes and like where did they go yeah i guess maybe somebody else called it you know yeah, that's right that's you know, right but yeah so yeah write it down fast yes yeah <laughs> right and do the um if we can talk a little bit about your different uh the way you're expressing yourself differently so mm-hmm. writing a book yeah that process uh is longer yeah than a short form poem Absolutely. or or a voiceover moment. Mm-hmm. Right. How is is there anything different about that? The the kind of sticking to a long format uh, yeah. that, that you've had to learn or teach yourself to be able to do that. Yeah, that that was that was definitely a different process. I mean, it was, I guess, more of the same process, which mm-hmm. made it different because it it took, I guess, more discipline and more focus to yeah. to stay locked into that moment. I got um book deal some years ago for my book dear father mm-hmm. breaking the cycle of pain and you know when i when i got the the call which which is amazing the i i got a call uh some of my, my pops he passed no, november 15th of 99 and years later on november 15th i get a call from the owner the publisher uh offering me a book deal to write the story about me and my relationship with my father. I said, okay, dad, yeah. I, like, I hear you, yeah. I hear you. So once uh, once we started, you know, now I'm on the timeline mm-hmm. and and uh, I just just found myself like wanting to find or, or get into that zone and stay locked in. So the book is centered around it, um, a poem I wrote called Dear Father. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this letter or this poem to my dad called Dear Father. 
And it was like one line that I mentioned in the poem and the editor said, you know what, what, what if you wrote about that, you know, what you mentioned in that line? I said, oh wow, yeah, that w- I, I hadn't thought about that. that, that's a great idea. And then this one line, it turned into an entire chapter. Just, you know, just me, you know, detailing this this story, and 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 it it uh it took me back. So so this one line, I had to, I guess, place myself in that moment, mm-hmm. and and it just capture what I, what I was seeing in that moment and the mm-hmm. feeling, um, and and it was uh the line it was, it said I remember um, it was my pops he smoked cigarettes. So he's like, I remember going to the bathroom every five minutes so I wouldn't choke. Mm-hmm. That was the line, you know, because mm-hmm. I would I would uh, sit at the dining room table and working on my homework, and he's in his chair reading the paper or whatever, but he's smoking squares like yeah. camel cigarettes. And yeah. then, even like camel cigarettes, you know, that, yes. that detail of it being camel, me seeing the carton with this camel on it, yeah. and, and, you know, me seeing that sometimes newspaper mm-hmm. and me seeing the wood in the dining room table and and me getting up scared to say something like like man dad can you uh <laughs> put that out right. so even me seeing the ashtray and the ashtray filling up and then yeah. me getting up out of my chair and then going to the bathroom opening the window taking some deep breaths out the window and then okay let me get back to to my seat and finish my homework before i get in trouble for not doing my yeah. homework <laughs> so the chapter it turned it, it um I, I titled it "When the Smoke Clears," you know. But uh, yeah. it's but again, that came from this one line that I wrote it. But I kind of overlooked it. Like I would flash back in my own mind, but I, I didn't take the audience there with me. Yeah. And it wasn't until the editor said, "Well, why don't you take us there with you?" Yeah. And oh wow, that's an interesting idea. And then I wrote it. And it actually became one of my um, one of my favorite favorite chapters because it was yeah. this, this cycle that I yeah. would that I found myself being in and then the psychology that's tied to that and you know and and um just you know just reminiscing and going back and like just thinking about the effects that that had on me just talk about the the record yeah uh, oh man okay yeah so let's talk about it. yeah uh, <laughs> uh, again very different process absolutely uh, let's hear about it. let's hear what brought it about and talk about it yeah so f- so it started with, um, so my wife, her name is Tari Ture. She's an incredible singer, songwriter. Uh, she was back in the day featured on Kanye's album and John Legend's album. And we were working on her album. And it's absolutely incredible. So, yeah. uh, so another one of my avenues is songwriting. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. so I was, I was, she, she doesn't need help writing, but, <laughs> but we, we were uh, able to collaborate and, yeah. and and uh, I did some co-writing on a project, and it was just the inspiration from creating her project it was like, oh wow, let me, let me start working on mine. So I, um, you know, I was just really motivated and inspired to create something, not knowing what. So it really just started out by, um, just you know, make one song, and and that that song, it, uh, my cousin, he's a producer, his name JT, mm-hmm. and he had I would go to the studio and he just play tracks mm-hmm. and he played this one track and it was uh and it was just this real groovy jazzy feel feels like that long ride you yeah. know it, it reminded me of uh lakeshore drive in chicago yeah. just being on the lake just riding down lakeshore drive and i was like oh i was like i love this so I, I wrote this this um this this poem called ride out and it was about me you know getting with my lady you know 
um, and we just taking the drive. It's really just us just taking the drive. So the album it it, it started with creating one song. It's like, oh man, all right, let me get to the next song and the next. And then as as it progressed, I found that I was writing about these different experiences that I that I was that I've, I've had over the years. So I had this one song called Brooklyn Rain, mm -hmm. and Brooklyn Rain was about me coming from Chicago to New York, you know, and and my only um, perception of the city was what I saw in movies or what I heard people say. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you would hear New Yorkers are rude and this and that and it's crowded and it's nasty, boom. <laughs> so then I get here and I get to Brooklyn and and it was like the complete, for me it was the complete opposite. It was just, it was nothing but love. You yeah. know, I remember I was standing, I was standing in Bed-Stuy and I remember um, getting lost on the train. I got yeah. off on the wrong stop. Yeah. And it's like a, um, you know, the train is like a like a time machine, like a time warp. Yeah, you know, right. it's like yeah. you 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 exit one world and you come out in another one. It, yeah. So I remember getting off the train at the wrong stop, and at the time I had no sense of direction. You know, I'm yeah. like, oh, I was like, which way is north? Which way is you know? And I was trying to get to Lafayette Avenue. I'm like, yeah. which way is, you know? And it's like two, three in the morning. Yeah. So I was like, oh man. So I just started walking. So I was like, all right, let me just walk this way. So I walk, walk, walk. The next thing I, I know, I see um, uh, Marcy Projects. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm in the projects? <laughs> <laughs> like two, three in the morning? You know? <laughs> so then I see some guys and I walk up. I was like, hey, man, I was like, uh, man, which way is Lafayette? Oh, man, son, you got to go way back that way. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, all right, cool, thanks. You know, and it was, it was love. And, yeah. and everywhere I went, I had experiences like that. It was nothing but love. It was it was ex acceptance of who I was. It was, yeah. man, like welcome, like we happy to have you. Oh man, you do poetry. Oh, that's incredible. You know, it yeah. was just all this encouragement. So, Brooklyn Rain was about me coming here, and still when I when I came here, I was still carrying the baggage of of that heaviness. You know, you know what what you know um, that depression I was coping with 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 uh, uh and that grievance that I was coping with. My father had passed away, so. I, Came out here still grieving, not even knowing I was grieving, um, and the love that, that I was embraced with it 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 provided the comfort that allowed me to get to that space where I was right my way and you know just had a time to to heal and 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 um and uh and, and get past that. So so I had a song Brooklyn Rain is just really kind of an ode to Brooklyn, like man, like a huge huge thank you, you know, for the love that. That they gave, and um, so I have songs like that. I have a song about um, uh, called "Finding Home" in, in Rwanda. It's, it's about this, this trip we took to to uh, to Rwanda, back to the continent, and you know, me and being a black guy in Chicago, not knowing where my roots lie, and then being able to go and step on the grounds and and see folks that look like me, and you know, and it was just, I was like, I gotta write about this, and then I met this this poet over there named Juan Key, and this incredible um, a musician named Munyakazi, so Munyakazi created a track, and then we did a we did a, um, a song together, and and, um, and then I have songs with Tari, uh, she's singing, um, we did a song called Change the World, and it's just this positive, uplifting song, and then I, and I featured different musicians, like Maurice Brown, he's incredible, um, uh, he's a Grammy winning trumpet player. I actually just performed with him at the Blue Note. Ah, oh, good for you. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's so the 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 album is 
this uh, this journey of me catching these different dreams that I've had, you know, these these different moments that uh, allow me to grow and mm. and um, get to know myself better, get to know the world better, yes, um, get to find more you know more purpose, yeah, and and I'm excited because it sounds like it's it sounds incredible. So <laughs> I like this is one of those projects like I'm like extremely proud of you know. And um, I can't wait for people to hear it. Yeah. yeah I can't wait. I'm sure everyone listening is going to want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want, I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. but when we finish, to perform a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right before we do that, just mm-hmm. hearing that story, mm-hmm. another thing that's come up in this whole conversation is your constant openness to mm-hmm. collaborating. Yeah. Uh, and even going back to your first story and thinking Kanye and Kanye's openness to collaborating with yeah. you, just with the power yeah. of being, instead of being, because some people, and actually some very creative people, it's kind of closed in. Yeah. It's got to, if they open up, it's just not working for them. Yeah. Some people, the more open, it's like, oh, you're interesting, I'll do right. something with you. Yeah. And you you clearly are the latter. Yeah. Uh, and even just hearing the journey you went on, still, you're just open, you land somewhere you land in Rwanda and meet someone all right you're good let's do yeah. let's yeah, do yeah. something obviously you get energy out of that and creative inspiration from that as well yeah I think I learned that from um um really sports you know I was in high school I played I played football four years ran track three I was on basketball team one year got cut to others but <laughs> <laughs> never could get that left hand together I don't, uh, my handles are terrible but um <laughs> I got hustled though I had good defense <laughs> but um just but just working with your teammates and your brothers and yeah. you know just having those lessons of what it's like to just come together and aim at the same goal I think yeah. I think that went a long way, you know, and, and, you know, family and, you know, doing things with family and, and having those traditions and having, having, um, you know, those, those moments where you come together as, as one, I think that has translated, you know, into the work. Uh, I do have those moments of solitude where I, you know, I, I get in my own zone, mm-hmm. but it's, I'm always super welcoming to, to, to connecting with other people is just it's something special about the, the teamwork and the and the, and the end result that you get to when mm-hmm. when you get with other folks you know like with with the album I was like I want to I want to work with these different musicians and and um and everybody brought something super unique and incredible and um you know just beautiful that and it takes you somewhere I, I violinist Edith Yokely she played on a song of a song called Heaven on Earth mm-hmm. and it features uh, Rail incredible singer mm-hmm. um used to be on rockefeller back in the day and, and edith playing the violin and it took like it took me somewhere it's like oh wow like this is just it's beautiful like the the it just sounds real heavenly i'm like mm-hmm. my, my guy Ahmad uh grimes he did the track and it it um that that combination that that collaboration is just that's that's something like with that particular song or the album period you know those songs it was nothing i could do on my own Right. You know, like yes. I could write all day. Yes. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I write. I give some lyrics, some dialogue, some yeah. script, copy, whatever you need all day long. But, but the co- the collaboration uh, is, is is just, I'm like you said, I'm de- I'm always open to that. You know, because uh, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. fun. <laughs> it's yeah, like, that's right. You know, it's just yeah. and then you know, folk having fun. I'm having fun, like 
You know, let's just have yeah. fun and create. You yeah. know, yeah, I love it. Love it. Well, let's, if you don't mind, uh, yeah. I'd love to finish on you. If you could pick a piece to perform for us, would love it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I love performing. Um, um, I feel like this poem kind of encapsulates the conversation. Mm. Uh, it's called Dream Big, and it was it was on. Uh, I did a an album for the book. So for my book, Dear Father, I did an album called My Daddy's Records, and and this is on My Daddy's Records. It says, "True life may seem at an all time low." You tried everything, but you can't seem to find your flow. So success comes slow and problems tend to grow. You seen your friends shine like it's 100 degrees while you chilling at 10 below. It's cold out here. It's freezing. The bad times are increasing. Bad energy is all that your surroundings are releasing. So misery's been feasting on your soul. Vices grab hold and lows feel heavy. You feel so heavy, but you can't block your blessings. When they come your way, you gotta be ready, ready to receive. You gotta shake off the fear and believe, cause at times we're tested, tested to see how strong we really are, how far we really go. There's an army growing, but you can't join unless you know what you're fighting for. Cause if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. So stand tall, know that you can't walk until you crawl. You can't run until you walk. You can't fly without a running start so pump your arms when you come off the blocks and it won't do you no harm to come off your block get out and see the world because everyone has their own mountaintop it wasn't promised to a few but promise of those who knew so climb the way you breathe and never stop inhale your best exhale the bs keep on keeping on see where you're going and work on getting there don't hate on others when others get theirs because you go get yours you go knock down your own door Know that God go take care of you and yours. That's why miracles happen out of the blue. So know that and remember that can't nobody stop you but you. Because dreams don't come true. They are true. So dream big. Then after that, dream even bigger. So big that Martin and Coretta are up in heaven holding hands, smiling down at us with a tear in their eye, enjoying their heart, saying amen. Amen. It was great to talk with Jay Ivey. We chatted for even longer in the studio that day. Jay is an amazing artist and person. And if you'd like to learn more about him and his work, you can check out j-ivy.com or follow him at j underscore ivy on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check out his book, Dear Father, Turning My Pain into Power, wherever you get your books. For this week's episode, we'd like to give a very special thanks to Nina Pratt. And so that does it for us. If you'd like to hear how other creators, founders, and inventors thought up their ideas, be sure to subscribe to Gray Matter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to follow Gray's social pages and let us know what you think of the show. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Gray Matter is hosted by John Petrulis, produced by Joey Scarillo and John Dillon, mixed by Guy Rosemarin at Townhouse Studios. Additional support from David Canavan, Christina Hyde, Grace McDougall, Andy Yancho, John Bicknell, Lydia Dizon, Abigail Hofflinger, and Ryan Cunningham. Gray is a global creative agency whose mission is putting famously effective ideas into the world. Check out more at gray.com. <laughs>